the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is of utmost importance that we look at non-believers through a biblical perspective. Non-believers, non-Christians are not the enemy. They're the victims of the real enemy. Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, in those few opening words, is speaking evangelistically, but those thoughts could also be shared about us, those who follow Jesus Christ. We are the victims, at times, of the real enemy. Pastor Leighton is in the book of Daniel, and the series that we're sharing is called The Two Kingdoms, a series that most of us here at the ministry feel is very appropriate for this particular time. If you'd like to know more about this ministry and perhaps join with us financially, boy, what an encouragement that would be. You can find out all the details on the website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, and here's Pastor Layton. Daniel's hope had nothing to do with wishful thinking. He knew that everything would turn out well. He knew that God was in ultimate control of who was in control and everything that would happen to him. And if God was in control, there was no need to despair, even if he did not understand what God was doing. Daniel knew that God had promised to save his people and to judge their oppressors once the season of discipline was over. And so, with faith, he embraced as God's will Babylon's temporary success and looked forward to the day when God would restore his people. Daniel had hope through a solid confidence in God's character and sovereignty. And it was on this basis he evaluated his circumstances and made his decisions. Daniel knew that God had promised to save his people, and God always keeps his promises. Now, there's a parallel here for us believers. God has promised to send his Savior, told us what the Savior would look like, and in the fullness of time sent Jesus Christ to fulfill all of those prophecies, lived, died, and rose again, just like God said he would through his prophets. And it's because of the resurrection of Christ Jesus, as promised, that we have hope. Our hope is not based on our government, political party, bank account, balance sheet, job security, or anything of the like. Our hope is based on trust in God who always keeps his promises and can even raise the dead. We have the words of Jesus who said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. The author of that promise also gave us the book of Revelation. And even though it may at times be hard to understand, there's one thing that's very clear. And that is, in the end, we win. In the end, we win if we're on God's side. 
God has promised to save all who call on him. Romans 10 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. Daniel's hope was based on God's promise that he would save his people. Our hope is based on God's promise that he will save his people. That was the basis of his hope. It is the basis of our hope. Now, the book of Daniel shows us a path how we can grow in faith like Daniel and his friends did. It begins with a simple step of faith. And when we step out and trust him in obedience to do what he promises and he comes through, then we have a chance, an opportunity to see God at work. And each time he does, we walk away with a greater and greater confidence in the reality of his power and his faithfulness. The first step for Daniel and his friends was asking for a special diet. God showed up. At the end of 10 days, Daniel and his friends looked healthier and better nourished than everyone else. God came through. The second step of faith was being forced to ask God to grant the dream and its interpretation under threat of death. It wasn't voluntary. They were in a desperate place. And again, God came through. On the basis of these steps and seeing God at work, the third step was when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego voluntarily stepped out by faith in obedience to God and refused to bow before the golden idol. They could have bowed down, but they didn't. When others bowed down, they stood up. And again, God came through. Each step prepared the men for the next step. And it all began with the first step. Question. Have you taken a first step? Have you put something on the line to step out in faith by obedience to God? You see, you can never experience the power and presence of God until you step out of your comfort zone in faith and obedience. Well, Daniel's hope gave him courage. And his humility gave him favor in the eyes of his captors. And he needed both. You see, courage without humility, courage without humility, it leads to martyrdom. And humility without courage leads to cowardice. Only together can courage and humility advance the kingdom of God in the most unlikely of places, like Babylon. So then what is biblical humility? Well, biblical humility is serving others by putting their needs and interests above our own. It's treating others as though they were someone important. It doesn't mean being a doormat, but it does mean being a servant. Daniel and his friends served their captors and masters so well that they kept getting promoted. And with every promotion, their influence grew greater and greater. Until eventually, both King Nebuchadnezzar and King Darius proclaimed, Daniel's God is the only true God. If we want to make an impact on our modern-day Babylon, instead of attacking godless leaders of our day, we need to begin to engage them in the same way that Daniel did. Humbly serving whoever it is that God chooses to place in a position of authority. 
It's the only way we will ever earn the right to be heard. It was this kind of respect that Daniel and his friends had towards everyone they came across, whether it was their jailer or the king. They treated all with profound and humble respect. In fact, Daniel genuinely desired the best for his captors. Think about the way that he responded when God revealed to him that he was going to bring judgment on King Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel told the king, my lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries. If only this this warning was for someone else. But it's for you, O king. And you need to repent and get right with God. Daniel had a genuine concern for the well-being of others. His humble respect was connected to his firm belief that God is in control of who is in control. He saw Nebuchadnezzar as God's servant, this wicked king chosen by God in order to fulfill God's purposes. Daniel wasn't respectful because Nebuchadnezzar deserved it. He was respectful because God commanded it. That command applies to us as well. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 13, 1, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Or, as Daniel put it, The Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. No matter how bad things get, we need to serve and respect those who God has placed in temporary authority. You see, no one is inclined to listen to someone who is disrespectful towards them. And our leaders are not inclined to listen to us if we're disrespectful. Daniel and his friends were always respectful, even to their enemies. Now, regardless of which side you're on, the other side is often perceived as the enemy. That's especially true during an election. But we need to know who the real enemy is. The Apostle Paul said, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We have to constantly be alert to keep ourselves cognizant of that because there's an inclination to react to somebody who is different than us as though they were the enemy. It is of utmost importance that we look at non-believers through a biblical perspective. Non-believers, non-Christians are not the enemy. They're the victims of the enemy. They're not the enemy. They're the victims of the real enemy. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2, And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone. Kind to everyone. Able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct. In the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil 
escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Who has taken them captive to do his will. Non-Christians are not the enemy. They are victims of the enemy. Non-believers are victims who have been trapped by the devil to do his will. The famous general Sun Tzu wrote, All warfare is based on deception. Satan is the master of deception. And victims of Satan's deceit are trapped and must be rescued. Would you like to know more about how to become part of the solution rather than the problem and join the rescue team? Well, we stand ready to answer any questions you might have at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's taking us through the book of Daniel. And you can get in touch with us at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. There's a contact link right there on the homepage. And if you'd like to give us a call, the phone number is there as well. That's highlands.us. This is a daily ministry and outreach from Church of the Highlands. And we'd appreciate knowing that you're listening. You can share that fact with us on the website. God bless you as you go through the rest of your day. And come back tomorrow when we'll once more open the Word of God and study verse by verse.